I'm Nikia Cheney. And I'm Cassidy Parong. And I'm Raina Shalise. And you're listening to Amplify, where we provide space to amplify the voices of students who have not been historically heard at Cabrillo. That would include Black, Chicano, Chicana, Latino, Latina, Indigenous, Asian, and any other group of students who feel marginalized on our campus. This podcast series was made possible by support from the Faculty Grants for Student Success, FGSS, and the Associated Students of Cabrillo College Grants, ASCC. If you want to join in this conversation or support our programs, please reach out. We'd love to hear your voice. Hello, this is Nikia Taney with Amplify um, Student Podcast, and I'm going to be talking with uh, Halima Okusi um, and Cassidy Parong about some really interesting issues that students uh, face when they're coming to the United States um, from other countries, and just what it means to be a Black student today. So uh, let me introduce Halima Okusi. Hello, Halima. Hi, good morning. My name is Halima Okusi. It's nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. Nice to meet you. I'm so happy you're going to be talking with us today. one of the things that interested me so much was your ideas about who you are and your ideas about your experiences. So can you tell us a little background about yourself? So, um, as I said, my name is Halima and I'm from Nigeria. I moved, I was born in Nigeria and I moved to the U.S. uh, in 2016. Uh, around like summer, <laughs> summer of 2016, and um, I come from a family of five. I have two younger siblings. I'm the first child, and I'm a psychology major with a minor in bio, and I attend CSU Monterey Bay. And oh. <laughs> and when I first moved to the U.S., I lived in, at Fresno with my auntie for a few months before we moved out. And um, when I was in Nigeria, the year I moved to the US, I just graduated from high school in Nigeria and we came here to the US and I had to go back to high school because I was just 15 and I, it would be really weird to just jump straight to college but I already had plans to go straight to college before. Uh, so getting to high school, I started as a sophomore. And I, <laughs> it was quite the experience. Um, I found it really awkward to talk to people because I'm usually quiet person. Mm. And I think I was also self-conscious about my accent and uh, just being able to have the right pronunciations because we do speak English in Nigeria, but it's different. And I I didn't want to be judged. So for like two whole months, I didn't speak at all (laughs) at school. (laughs) Oh, wow. 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 
I can imagine it must have been a difficult transition. And, you know, and we have Cassidy Perong here as well, too. I'm sorry, Cassidy. Hi. <laughs> Uh, we can splice that in. Uh, let's splice it in. And uh, Cassidy is a student at uh, Caprio. She'll introduce herself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cassidy. I go to Caprio College. Um, I work on a lot of the Amplify sessions. I do all of the editing and social media and um, back end of the stuff. And I'm here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. Um, but let's go back to Halima's like experiences. I can imagine that must have been difficult, very, very difficult. You didn't talk for two <laughs> months. My goodness. Uh, yeah, I was also enrolled in the English for a second language students. Mm -hmm. And my teacher tried to get me to like hang out with some students and interact with them and also try to maybe speak with them but I didn't but it was mostly because I just didn't feel comfortable everything just felt too different and so I so in my math class but I was okay so one thing I remember though was I also had like the insecurity about my hijab about being uh, like African-American and also wearing the hijab because my uncle that lived here, he was like, you remember the 9-11 case? Uh, you know, like a lot of Muslims are not really accepted here in the U.S. So wearing the hijab is basically having a walk-in flag <laughs> around the country and it calls attention and things could go wrong. So I was really scared. So I didn't wear the hijab to school for like the first day of school. I wore like... I just wore a cap, just a regular cap to cover my hair. And the first day at campus, <clears throat> I, went, I had like my math class first. And the first person I saw was a hijabi. And <laughs> she was a hijab wearing girl. She was even smaller than I was. And she happens to be my best friend right now. <laughs> and, oh, that's so sweet story so, so for those of you who don't understand a hijab is a headscarf yes. so it's a scarf that Muslim women wear to yes. cover their hair um, yes. and this is religious purposes but it's also for modesty right as well yes. um, and so Halima you are and a hijabi is, a, is, is kind of a quick way to say a person who is covering right who is covering their hair who wears who's Muslim but who also wears the headscarf. Yeah. Not all Muslim women wear um, wear the headscarf. Not all Muslim yeah. women are hijabis. Yes. <laughs> so that's, I'm happy that you found someone. That's interesting. That's yeah. really, so, really like, interesting. The first day I saw her, I was like, I just remembered everything my uncle told me. And I was like, but she's really brave for wearing her headscarf and not, and she's not, she, I mean, she's maybe scared, but I don't know. But she, seeing her gave me the courage to wear my hijab to school. So the next day I was like, I'm going to wear my hijab. So the next day in class, she said hi to me because I was wearing my hijab. And then she asked if, if I would like to go sit with her to eat lunch I didn't speak but <laughs> I 
<laughs> I just went with her to get lunch and we started having lunch together. And we also hung out with some friends who were from the Middle Eastern from who were from like Middle Eastern countries also. So we hung out together. And for those two months also, I like I said, I didn't speak. So they would have conversations about different things like religion or just anything about class. And I would <laughs> I wouldn't speak. So one day when I finally spoke, I will, they were all shocked and they were like, you actually speak English? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I actually understand English and I do speak English. <laughs> but, oh, I just, but I was just... <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull back. Wait, Halima, Halima, I'm going to pull back for just a little bit because my heart is breaking here and I want to I invite Cass into the conversation too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a hard experience experience to have to go to as an introduction right to education like what can we do at colleges to make it more welcoming to hijabis right to women who want to wear a scarf or just to to anyone who is coming here from a very different culture or a very different religion right like what is it that we we can do to make it more welcoming you know like like Cass, you want to chime in on this a little bit? I can try, but I don't really know. I don't really have any answers or input. Um, Your story did remind me of a lot of immigrants that I know in my family and in people that I work with of like, I, my first job was at a nail salon and one of the people there didn't speak very good English, but like, so he wouldn't talk, but then he would be the most lively person in Vietnamese. So, um when my dad immigrated over here his dad told him that he couldn't speak he could only speak English now and that's um after taking more language classes learning that that's actually a pretty um like common thing for immigrant families to enforce I don't know if that was something with your family but like you you can't speak this language anymore and like we're only going to speak English this is like this is the new normal but okay, so in Nigeria, a lot of parents are like, I want you to speak English. Like you re- we're living in, a co- in our country and we always speak our languages. So it's fun. But I want you to go to school and learn how to sp- speak the proper English. So I was really versed, like well-versed in English. I, I barely understood like most of my language because I had to speak English most of the time. So when we moved mm-hmm. here... My parents were like, okay, now (laughs) we're living in the U.S. It's all English, but now you have to learn. Now you have to speak your language at home. (laughs) I love that. That's that's a great little turnaround. How did that feel to like have that on you? It's not fair, first of all, because for 15 years I've, okay, because I've had to go through so many experiences because I went to a boarding school in Nigeria from like the age of eight. And I I was, I only knew how to speak English. I understood my language when people spoke it, but I couldn't speak properly because I couldn't form sentences or my accent was just weird with it. So people would make fun of me or say, oh, she's so, she's trying to be so posh or whatever. Like she's just so, she's trying to be special, but they didn't understand. <laughs> It wasn't a choice. It was just like way I was, it was just enforced on me. I had to speak English. So me coming here and 
my parents taught me I have to speak my language was it was really like out of it made me feel out of balance because now I I feel like I have to struggle to start speaking to them in my language but I do speak my language but I'm not as fluent as other people that actually spoke to their parents in their language so I still don't speak to them mostly in my language I still speak mostly English but I usually speak my language with my grandma because she she does speak like a little bit of English but it's just more easier to speak in my language to her because it flows better and I also noticed that <laughs> moving moving here my accent changes with different kinds of people I talk to so like if I'm home I speak in like a Nigerian English accent most of the time because my mom's like don't try that American English with me because I don't understand what you're saying and then when I'm outside of the house I have to like okay this is outside I have to make people understand me and also speak similar to the way they do and then but then if it's with like my family it's just like whatever goes and I think also one reason I noticed why I didn't speak in my accent back in high school for those two months was I think I felt like I would feel stupid for the way I spoke like mm -hmm. you know some people don't some people make fun of accents and they think oh well, you can't speak properly or something so I was really I didn't want to speak in my accent but I remember watching a show and I think it was with Trevor Noah, the a late night show. Mm -hmm. And I remember him saying, your accent isn't a measure of your intelligence. And that stuck with me for <laughs> a really long time. And so speaking to my the friends for the first time was like, it was really, it was a surprise for them. But to me, I was just like, yes, I do speak English, but... I was also trying to assimilate the culture and see, like, learn. Because here, they say water. But in Nigeria, I would have said water. <laughs> or, like, so it's, it was just really confusing on how to speak or approach people. I was just scared and uncomfortable with everything. Yeah, this is, this is so interesting because it's so complex, right? Like, on one hand, there's a loss in not having the language you grew up with or the language of your family or the language of those who are your elders, right? I don't know if it's the same with you, Cass, like with Vietnamese, um, but then on the other hand, there's the discrimination you get when you speak English with an accent and the way that you feel marginalized by that, right? Right? So it's almost the kind of between a rock and a hard place in some ways that we often, you know, educators in, in college, like we're not even aware that we're missing some of these these subtleties, right? Right? Is it the same for you, Cass, and Vietnamese? Like, is it is it the same, or is there some differences there? Well, I'm actually not Vietnamese. Um, I'm mostly Filipino, but I have my my mom's I'm a mix. I'm a mix because of my mom. Um, okay. I have I have a lot of different things going on. Sorry, I'm doing stuff. But um, I know that there's a lot of language discrimination. Um, I've done a lot of studies in linguistics and 
especially in definitely in America, um, but it's very, very apparent in like Britain and the UK, where if you have a certain accent, they'll think you're, even Americans do this. There's a very posh British accent. We see them as like intelligent or like, you know, like very um, eloquent. And then we see like a different, um, like maybe like Cockney and British accent. We see it as like very, um, more like city or like grimy or like less intelligent. I was speaking with my friends from Britain who have this bias and they try to try to deal with it. Um, one of my friends who is an educator and he works in the game design department at the UC even talks about how it's something he has to contend with as, as an instructor of like, oh, like this is a bias that he has against certain accents or certain like ways of speaking. And it's something that he actively struggles with. And I don't know if all educators do that and like, you know, like think about stuff like this. No, we don't. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I'm, I, I misidentified you, Cass, which is which is kind of, you know, not cool on my part, right? Like these things are really, really subtle. They're very, very subtle in, in how we have these expectations. And, you know, I know African-American culture, I know Black culture, but moving outside of the United States, I don't have that experience to see like these different accents, like what's English, American English versus British English right right and how that's looked upon and how that's seen and and, I, and we just have to do better <laughs> you know like like we just kind of have to do better that's why it's so important to have these different voices to make us aware of some of the things that we miss you know um so so i i i love that you brought up this idea of of accents and language and how how we speak is also under this umbrella of how we treat each other, right? Or how we're thinking of who we are, right? Um, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. And Halima, you, you also talked about um, your experiences as Muslim, right? Yes. Right, right? Uh, in high school, yeah, in high school, so after I met like my best friend, like the hijabi, the first hijabi I saw at school, I, mm, I have like, I had a couple of people ask like, are you Muslim? Like, what's the purpose of your scarf? I think they never asked my friend that. So I was wondering like, what is this? <laughs> I don't understand. Why is she not asked? does she have the scarf but then I was surprised one day when I was walking with a friend like that best friend and this random dude just comes up to us and he asks my friend he's like is your friend a Muslim and she's like yes he's like isn't she too black to be a Muslim Mm. and and I was I don't I don't know what happened that day but I was just thinking that just that one that sentence that question just stuck with me like since 2016 and I still think about it it's like what does it mean to be too black or too 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 much of something like I didn't know religion was built for a certain group of people it's not supposed to be like that like are you telling me Christianity is only for 
people who came from, I don't know, other countries. Like, uh, it was just really, it was an eye opener. I was just really shocked. It was really, really uncomfortable also because then I started to think like, am I really a Muslim then? Like, do I, is this, like, then I started to question, like, it felt, it felt like I was appropriating someone else's culture, basically. And, sorry, I need to. No, this is, this is the double consciousness, right? Um, there's this theory that uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, he talks about how for Black people, and, and really we can place this on any marginalized people, right? Asian, you know, Pacific Islander, you know, any marginalized people, Native American, Latinx, you know, BIPOC, um, that doubling of self in which you know who you are and what you are and where, and like, you know, you know self, you know yourself as a self, as a person, but you also have to be aware of how you are seen from the outside and you questioning, you know, your own religion, your own culture, you know, um, because you were asked, you know, you have that expectation that, or you were pushed up against someone else's expectation that a black person can't be Muslim, right? Um, It creates that kind of experience. It did. It was, I still don't understand like the concept or why the person asked that, but I just wish the person would understand there's no, religion is just for anyone who wants to get into it. And I don't know why you would define a religion just to a certain race of people. It's just wrong. And I I just didn't have a reply for the person that day. I was just like, I am a Muslim. At, at least I think I am. Because <laughs> in Nigeria, most people, like about 50% of the population were Muslims. And I felt like, you know, it was a normal thing. And then I moved here and it felt really like finding a African-American hijabi was really scarce, probably because of where I lived. And I was, I found myself wanting to find people who looked like me and were also hijabis too. And I didn't feel really confident in my religion at all during that time. But I think after that, I've been like, just, I just came to the close with myself that I'm a Muslim. I don't care whatever race or whatever you are. If it's, if it's what makes you happy or what you chose to practice, then it is yours. You don't have to be a certain kind of person to be what people think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. But I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna bring that question back, you guys. I'm gonna bring that question back. What do you want to see in school with your teachers, right? With education, 
what do you what is the responsibility of us of of you know what do you want to see to make these changes so that you guys don't have to go through like no student has to go through those types of experiences because that's demoralizing Hylima, that's just extremely demoralizing so what changes can we make um what do you guys think about that what changes can we make i'm not sure if it's like teachers mainly but i learned i recently learned like i didn't really recently learn but i just became aware of net neutrality in the u.s so like the idea that that everyone has to have access to every source of information and information on the internet so to me after learning that i real i was really shocked that despite the amount of information the u.s has access to people still are are just there's still people who are ignorant about other like other other cultures other countries everything happening and it it is all it also surprises me because i feel like the people should learn how to d- decipher between what is no what it, what is good news and bad news or what is known to be fake news or or true news but since there's so much i just had this expectation that more more people living in the us would be more open minded and would be able to understand things from different perspectives. I mean, you don't have to understand it, but to- just be able to tolerate it. That's fine. You don't have to understand. <laughs> I like that. You don't have to understand, but be able to tolerate it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to understand, but just be able to tolerate it. You want to add to this, Cassidy? Yeah, um, speaking of just all of the access to information that we have and how it really dulls the senses almost of many Americans and I'm sure many people of just being overstimulated, constantly bombarded with these like Twitter updates or like news feeds or scrolling through your TikTok um, and just how easy it is to how the internet is like a tunneling vision and how it can really just like get you really, it's supposed to open you up, you know, like it's a great tool that you can be used to like learn about different things and like become more open-minded is how it should be and how it's actually used. It's, we see just a lot of people doubling down on their opinions on their like racist or homophobic or like classist ideology. And it's really unfortunate that that's how that tech is being used. Yeah, and so in terms of Nikia's question, I'm not really sure what teachers can do because you can teach a student, but it's up to the student to want to understand or learn what you're teaching them. If they don't choose to learn, then it's pointless. But I I just feel like it's something everyone in their households or houses should maybe try to learn, like, don't just focus, like, sure, you're American, be a patriot. No one, no one wants you to hate your country or dislike it. Love your country, but also try to go out of your comfort zone, basically. Explore other 
cultures, learn of other cultures. I mean, you don't have to like it. I don't like all the cultures I see. <laughs> like, I respect it. Like, it's really cool, but I may not understand it, but it's still part of what makes them them. It's, their, it's part of their identity. So teachers, but I think teachers can just maybe help students that just came from other countries. Like, maybe not, maybe just let them have more, I think it would be more to give them a chance to speak up, a chance for those students to speak up. Because there are students who are really quiet or some who just won't speak until there's someone who approaches them to ask them questions and be like, hey, uh, so what's up? Like, can you tell me about yourself or where you're from? So things like that. And then the teacher also learns like, oh, okay, this is how it is for you. And so that also keeps like things from being offensive to the student. Like in case you're talking about something that happened in the student's country and you're misinformed, and the student's like, no, that's not how it is. And then teacher's like, <laughs> it just becomes an awkward conversation in the class. Because I also have, like, my friend, she was talking about the Palestinian, the, Palestinian, uh, the ethnic cleansing that was going on, like, class during this year, last year also. And her professor, her professor made a comment. She was, okay, so my best friend was saying, oh yeah, uh, the Palestinians are being killed because of something like what, whatever the conflict is happening right now. But the teacher said, well, the Jews also went through something similar. So I was really shocked by her, by the teacher, by the professor's comment, because it feels like she's trying to justify what is happening to the Palestinians with what happened to the Jews. So I don't really know if it's, this is, if anyone, if I'm making sense. You are, yeah. Um, I, I know it's a really difficult topic to talk about. And I think that's part of the trouble with the education system too, is that people aren't, that used to, or, or really that used to just having these conversations and really talking about like, like, wow, like how do we approach this? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're not exposed. I think that's a big thing too. Just not, not being exposed to different types of voices, you know, like, like Halima, you identify as African-American and having that as Muslim, right um as nigerian right like having that that multiplicity of voices to say that hey you know this is who i am you know this is and this is my particular point of view um it seems like we don't have enough of that we always have that one particular point of view as opposed to having those and i love what you said about making space for these different voices um, because students may not want or not be able to speak up a little more or may not um, may not think that their culture or their identity is, is important, right? 
Um, and I think that that's, that's something that, that we should, we should have as well too. Yeah. Cause I, I like how, what you just said, like the culture is not being, it's not like when I came here, I just felt like my identity as a Nigerian was less. And that's how to put it. I just felt really inferior for a while because of this kind of all the questions I've had to hear, like, is Nigeria, uh, is it is it like a, a country or something? I'm like, yes. Is Africa a country? I was like, no, it's a continent. And then also people being like African language or African culture. And I'm like, no. It's, it just really goes a long way. It's because no one wants their culture or where they're from to be dragged in the mud or just looked at like it's something less than what it is. There's no better or greater or better culture because everyone wants to respect their own culture or appreciate it. But then here, sometimes it feels like it feels like you just, it's just not enough. Like you're not, you're not enough. Hi, this is Nikia Tini, and I'm talking with Halima Okusi and Cassidy Perong with uh, Amplify for this session. You know, I can, I can understand that, you know, and and like I said, I did it in this session, in this very session, um, by confusing Vietnamese <laughs> with Filipino, right? And not taking the time to to ask, not taking the time to make that difference and 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 be walked through it, as opposed to just making an assumption about one thing that was said or done, and that's marginalizing someone, right? Um, you know, that's absolutely marginalizing someone because Cassidy, you know, and Halima, your voices, you know, your ethnicity, your experiences, your culture is unique to you and is important and should be seen in in all of its varieties and all of its beauty. Thank you. Uh, I also had something I wanted to say. All right. Uh, yeah, and also with being, I don't know, maybe it's been African-American also, I don't understand, but a lot, I just noticed that a lot of people when I was in high school or even in college, we, whenever we're put in groups, people always think or assume that I'm not like the, stu- the smart student. Like, you know, like there's this, there's this like misconception or stereotype I mean I'm not saying I'm smart but people have difficulties and we're in a group or we're on a table and they're just they're talking to the other person and person is another race and they're like hey can you help me with this and they're like oh I'm sorry I don't know it and I'm just there and they never they never think oh let me just ask this girl maybe she knows it you know Maybe she knows it. 
And then when I do it or submit my things, they're like, you you knew it? I was like, yes. They're like, oh, I should have asked. I was like, I know you should have. <laughs> That's your loss. <laughs> no, Halima, I want you to say it loud and proud. I'm the smart student in the class, right? Like, I want you to own that right there i'm the smart student in the class um and this is this is actually quite interesting too i always think that you know someone is coming to me with an accent someone is coming to me with english as a second language that person knows more than me that person is is, is knows two languages whereas an i only know one right right who's the smarter one in the room in that in that regard this person is, is living in a country in a foreign language. Could I do that and be as successful as this person, right? I mean, really like flip it on its, on its head, you know? And I know Cass is being quiet, but uh, you know, you're the smart one in the room too. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I want you to say that. I mean, she, she does all of our back stuff, but her story has never been told. And I want to give you space for that, Cass. I want you to talk about yourself too. Like, do you want to add to this, please? Yeah, um, I guess I, so I'm of mixed heritage. Um, my mother's dad was black, he was a slave. Um, and then her mom was Chinese and half Chinese and half Filipino. So, she immigrated here and then my dad immigrated here from the Philippines. So that's what makes me, but I look very Asian and that's all I look. So even though every time like my mom will correct me and she'll be like, oh, like, I'll be like, oh, like I'm Filipino. And if I say just that and she hears me say it, she's like, no, you're not like, don't erase who I am. You know, like, don't take that away from yourself. And then even though like simplifies things cause everyone's like, oh, like, where are you from? And like, I don't know, but, um, so I would actually get like the opposite of the, of the classroom experience because I look Asian. So people would be like, hey, like, help me with this math problem. And I'll be like, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention. But, <laughs> and they would just like have to like go seek out someone else. But I would be the first one they go to. And I would just be like, no, nah, like, not me, man. <laughs> and I think it's, actually true also I because I've I've in I because I went to uh, school in Fresno and I've had like so many students just assume yeah that that Asian kid is the one <laughs> like if you need any homework help go to them but I was like but I'm pretty sure there are people who are smart because I know there's I've met some because my I ha also have like friends from like India, China, like, cause I gravitate towards people who are immigrants like me, cause we have like a kind of similar experience and we can talk about things that are actually true. Not, not like try to hide it behind a, oh, it doesn't matter happened in the past. <laughs> like, no, it's still happening. And so it really makes me sad, like that people, we all have to think we have to leave up to people's expectations and stereotypes because imagine because <laughs> like what you said now it's like I'm sorry I can't help you like because you know like I can't help you but then there's the person who could have helped but 
because you no one thought of that person now the person's like oh well like I could have helped and so it's just it just really makes me sad that this is the kind of world that we're all living in and not just a world where you can be like oh yeah just go to those people like maybe they'll know it they might not know it like what one thing I wish would happen would be to just be free of judgments for everyone like sure some people you can judge sure like it's kind of impossible to not judge someone but it depends on what you already assume on them about them because sometimes you see people you're like oh maybe they're tired that's fine like sure that's a fine judgment but see a black person or an Asian person be like oh yeah that black person probably has like affiliations with gangs or she's probably ghetto or he it's just like and then the Asian kids you're like oh yeah it would become a medical doctor it would be this it would be that all of that makes me it's just like why why do I have to live like this why do we all have to think like this and to me, I feel like this could only be solved if instead of judging people, just walk up to them. If you're so curious <laughs> that you're making so many scenarios in your head, just walk up to the person, ask them, hi, uh, what's your name? Where are you from? Or what, like, what are things that make you you instead of just having this whole built up idea of a person in your mind? And just to find out that you were wrong about the person, it's really, really sad. I think that's something that it, it's really wise what you said. Um, and I was reading this book called Thinking Fast and Slow. And it talks about how like the function of us making these judgments is that it's like a quick snap, like it's really useful back when we didn't have all of these societal things but like now it's not useful anymore but it's the way that our brains were developed and how they function is if I like judge one thing to be like this and I have this model conception in my mind it makes it easier for me to make snap decisions um so there's like that biological level to it and then even though it's like an outdated biology that we can just that we should actively work against now because we don't need it anymore um but part of that thing that you brought up that I think really was it stuck with me let me try and recall it was just that like I think as Americans especially but as people in general too we need to be more comfortable and like I need to be more comfortable with just being wrong you know and like making like those decisions and like or like you know like approaching people and being like oh like I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to like like hurt anyone and accept that I might and then I have to apologize and be like oh I was in the wrong like I'm, I'm learning and I'm trying and like I'm, I'm sorry you know so I just like yeah I don't know comfortability around that or just trying to do that more yeah I really I really love that I love that both of you guys are kind of we're coming to this idea of really digging in a little deep into kind of, you know, some of the interactions that we have every day with our students, our peers, that just, you know, are soul crushing without even thinking of it, right? Um, and the way we can shift and the way we can change that. 
And I love this idea of like not having judgment because on one hand, I don't want to erase anything about you, Halima. I don't want to place you in a category. You're you. And I don't want to do that with you either, Cassidy. I don't want to erase your mom or erase your dad or erase how you see yourself or your religion. Like that's, but at the same time, I need to understand it. And so in, in order to do that, I have to stop making assumptions, right? Um, and ask and get to know you. Really take the time, not the what are you question, right? Right? No. But really get to know who you are. So this has been Nakia Cheney um, with Halima. Okusi and Cassidy Perong. Um, we've been talking about a lot of things in this session. Uh, and I'm just really honored to, to have had a wonderful conversation with them. Any last words, you guys? Not really. <laughs> Not really. I mean, like, we could talk about other things, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> I'm glad I had this experience to talk about like, like everything I faced in high school and slash college so far, because I've had to write papers about it. And there are some parts I try not to write in the papers because I don't want the professor or teacher to be like, you know, you can't write this in my paper. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm really glad I had an opportunity to be a guest speaker or a speaker <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you. And it was nice to meet you, Nikia and Cassidy. Thank you, Halima. Thank you, Halima. <laughs> and Cassidy, I need to get to know you better, my dear. <laughs> you know, we it never. <laughs> well, here's what I did I assumed you were mixed. You've told me you were Filipino before. Um, mm-hmm. And I just assumed you were mixed. And I just left it at that. And it never occurred to me to really dig into that. Number one, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to say, by the way, Cassidy, what are you? I'm not going to do that. Right? Right? And, you you know, you've always been down for the cause. So it's like, oh, okay. You know, and it didn't matter. It kind of, you know, but I hate that. I don't see color. It didn't matter what you are. That's bullshit. It does matter what you are. Right? It does matter. Right? But, you know, I, I, I needed to kind of, I'm, I'm glad you opened up. I'm, I'm really happy for that. Thank you for that. You know, I need to check myself on that. Right. Right. So that's kind of cool. Right. Bye, you beautiful, beautiful women. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Amplify a podcast series for historically unheard Cabrillo students. You can join us by emailing Raina Chalice at R-A-C-H-E-L-I-S at cabrillo.edu or me, Nikia Cheney at N-I-C-H-A-N-E-Y at cabrillo.edu or even texting 951-254-254 three six five one or visiting our website at podcastforcabrillo.wordpress.com. 
and to amplify your own voice too.